Yo, yo, yo. We back. There's a lot going on. on. (laughs) And nothing much. Just uh, try not to be cloudy on this cloudy day. How about you, bro? Yeah, just trying to stay positive in a shitty world. Facts. Big facts. Um, I know there's a lot going on, and I know there's a lot of people burying their heads in the sand. Um, I'm one that can attest to that. Uh, So, I mean, today we are going to be catching up on events that have transpired this week. Uh, My brother, uh, host of today's show, The Urban Conservative, you're going to be informing me uh, on what's going on. And I'm sorry, we didn't even introduce ourselves. I just jumped in. My name's John Tell Tolan. Um, Chaz. <laughs> My name is Chaz Neal. Um, the urban conservative. That's crazy. What happened? Uh, Facebook acting funny. As you oh, know. yeah. That's another thing I, I did want to discuss. Uh, it seems that, I mean, for the past six months, I've noticed Facebook has been very uh, not too kind to people on the left uh, <laughs> or anyone that is trying to create, you know, positive change in the world in general um, or anyone that has uh, wants to exhaust freedom of speech. And, um, it's been very frustrating for creators on Facebook as of late, especially. Yes, it has. And that's what's crazy because I literally made a post um, with the Freedom of Information Act and it was against guidelines. So I said, watch what you post nowadays. Oh, bro, I tried to say that. Um, my, like I was talking to someone and commented on my post and I had commented back. Yeah, my brain felt like shit. So I'm sorry I didn't get uh, back to you soon enough. And they took, they told me that my comment went against standards. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I, I put the emojis in and it still wouldn't let me. Wow. I found that really fucked up and strange, actually. Um, yeah. We can actually kind of start it with the, the Walter Hudson video. Yeah. Um, getting Because that actually happened Thursday. So they, here in Minnesota, they, uh, in the ho- our house. So hold on, is that the Alpha News one? Oh, Walter Hudson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That's good. Our, um, our house passed a, a bill, HF 146, uh, to basically, without parental consent, to do sex changes. Um, now, I don't want people to take his words, but he did. Like, and I want people to notice something too of that. Like, we're not even allowed to talk, and and I want people to realize what I'm saying is because you're gonna hear it in this video, and I'm gonna point it out. Oh, 
Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Train to run. Yeah, I'm going to read this after you play this video, but damn, something bad just happened. Oh, you got to turn up the volume. How about now? Oh, yeah, no, I didn't. I don't know, someone with the sound. You don't own definitions. You don't get to tell me. You don't, you, you don't have, you're not important enough. Have, I'm not adopting, I'm not adopting your language. I'm not respecting your preferences because you, you don't own reality. You don't own grammar. You don't own definitions. You don't get to tell me. You don't, you, you don't have, you're not important enough to provide me with an instruction manual on how to talk to you. Are you kidding? How important do you have to think you are to list at the bottom of your emails? And yeah, I see you laughing about it. Yeah, it's hilarious, isn't it? But what are the consequences for not abiding by it? What are the consequences? What would happen in this chamber if I were to address Representative Finke, need I continue? What would the consequences be? Point of order, Madam Speaker. Thank you. State your point of order. Hey, since 101, uh, we need to confine the remarks to the question before the body, and the question before the body is the bill. Also, Mason Section 124, avoiding personalities. Members, I will remind you to confine your remarks to the bill. Representative Hudson. This bill is premised on a rejection of reality, so there's literally nothing that's not germane. And if you want to continue to call me out of order, we could be, I mean, what is it, 2 o'clock? I can go all night. Okay. Let's talk about love. Let's talk about children. Why is it that when we say we'll do anything for them, that doesn't include running around in the street? It doesn't include rooting around under the sink for something to drink. It's because we love them. It's because we've adopted the parental mission. 
the parental now <clears throat> I played that for a reason because there's a lot of parts with that bill that I don't agree with um and I get it that we should be who we want to be and allowed to be who we want to be but when we start allowing sex changes and puberty blockers at, at a young age and i feel like that's when they're not even in minnesota you need a parent's signature for a tattoo to get your ears pierced uh to even go on a field trip it's like i, I feel like a lot of this is to take away parental not even so much parental control but to take the, the government steps in right and it's like is that ever okay I do, I do understand i do agree with you um like 75 percent because i do still feel that uh, put it this way i came out at 12. i knew damn well who i was at 12 years old and no parent was going to tell me however i still understood that there were a lot of things i did not understand about the world right and i needed my mother's guidance on whether she was going to stand by my side as far as my orientation or not, thank goodness she did. And she told me and warned me, I can't tell you who you are, but as a parent, it's my responsibility to shield you from the world because there's a lot of hateful people in the world that are not gonna like you just because of who you are. And that always stuck with me. And when right. I think about you know, what I want as a parent for my kids, you know, I want my kid to be able to come to me and tell me, um, if their mind is different than their body, I want to honor that, but I also still want to be there to guide them. I feel as though, you know, every, all kids go through puberty at different ages. So I feel like it should be, it should be geared towards puberty, um, and, and around that age group. So like, for example, I got my first tattoo at 13. I had to sign and my mother had to sign that it was okay for me to get the tattoo. So with that kind of thing, I do agree with you that the same kind of thing needs to be in place as well when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, getting on hormones and things like that um, for youth. I do think that there is, uh, there, there, there does need to be some kind of important guideline because you still are a child and still are developing. Um, but with that being said, there are things that new generations and kids themselves understand and feel um, that parents may not. So I think that it, it does have to be like both sides have to be taken into consideration. Oh, no. I mean, I, I definitely uh, agree on that part. You know what I'm saying? For I just think that like when you take it out of the family's hands you know what i'm saying and like there should be and, and that's why i call myself a conservative not a republican is because of the simple fact of for me it's all about that that family nucleus uh, and that's what I'm, I'm striving to be because i feel like if we as a community had a of that family at least virtue theory um ideations in our head i think that would be a lot of it because what we're going to get into next is a lot to do with gun violence and in our kids uh, so let me get this shut up. 
So we had, so this was about um, a fight. It was first reported as happened Saturday night uh, in downtown Minneapolis at the Target Center where the Timberwolves play at. There was a state high school boys basketball championship. Um, there was a fight that leaked out into the main course. It first started inside the arena uh, and then went out to the, the concourse. Um, which is crazy to me, but that's what we're literally dealing with. These are, and it's all kids. Oh, wait, I got to take that off before I do all that. All right. So I'm going to play another video. I guess I don't know. I'm hitting the face. 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 I
I'm here right here, buddy. Yeah. Come on, hurry up. I'm here. That's crazy. That is beyond. Uh, I don't even have words for that. I literally don't. Um, I, I literally have no. It's. Yeah, I, I don't know when people are going to wake up um, and realize that we are under attack. Um, and what I mean by that, under attack. So I'm going to go into this. Oh, man. Because um, this shit is, is really fucking with me. What happened? It's everything that is going on. So this was last night so you had this is where that video we just watched that's where that shooting happened at it was in the parking lot of the girl scouts building um wow the girl yeah, scout so I'm like were there were there any people present like how many people were, were not I, I don't know 100 sure if there was girl scouts present uh but i assume by the vehicles that was there I don't know if they're always there like that, but I mean, there was numerous, um, let's see right, even right here, Girl Scout right there. Yeah. The video again, um, but yeah, Last night at about 8.30, they reports that there were shots fired in, in Brooklyn Center, uh, that there were five to seven people were shot. That's what originally came out over the scanner. Um, six, and it ended up being six victims, but it was the, the crazy part for me. Um, <laughs> was just the fact that it's, like this is so we act, we treat it like it's so normal, um, and that for me is the the messed up part because even oh yeah I just passed it here it is right here we literally this is a crash last night at eleven o'clock on forty second and or wait is this the right one this might be another one. Nope, that's it. So, yep, this is 42nd and Penn. There was an 11-year-old that was a passenger in a stolen vehicle that died last night. An 11-year-old. 11 in a stolen vehicle. And it makes me wonder, when are we going to stop blaming everybody else for our shit and taking responsibility for our kids' actions? Um because if we're not doing anything to teach them to go in the right direction, if we're not correcting their wrongs, how are they going to know better? You know, and this this morning was a good clip, too. I tell my son, if I see him out there running around like some hoodlum, 
they ain't allowed to come back in. The streets claim. Hey, good morning. Prior to the mass shooting, uh, and there's a whole video of the Park Center. I wonder if it has anything to do with Saturday night at the Target Center, but yet there's so much more that is going on in Brooklyn Center. And as well, you brought up about everything like the police calls. Nobody's talking about how over the weekend, all these in Brooklyn Center announced that they're closing. Oh, wow. Whoops. And that was supposed to be the go-to. Thank you for the uh, talk back. Yeah, the iHeartRate. Oh, wow. And that was supposed to be the go-to. You know how the crazy part was. The crazy part for me was that they literally are taking away our grocery stores. They're taking away our whatever they want to call food deserts. And because you literally, we've had Walmart, now Aldi's. This is the second Aldi's in this area that is closed in the, wow. in the last month. And then you have Walmart. Wow. Um, you tell me what they're trying to do to us over North when they're not giving us no options to be able to shop. There's no, no safety preventions, but they're out here passing. And I'm not saying that it's not needed legislation don't get me wrong. Uh, it's needed, but it's not. I, I don't feel it's something that's needed right now because the situations that they're bringing up are rare cases. It, it's not an all the time occurrence of how we see police brutality or how we're seeing the community violence, the gun violence on the streets, or we're seeing the overdoses or the homelessness. You, you know what I'm saying? That's not a rare occurrence. That's something that happens every day, every, every hour, every half hour, every 10 minutes, every minute. But yet, we're not trying to prevent that. We're over here making, and I'm only talking about Minnesota because I know there's other places that are are making anti-trans legislation. Um, honestly, I just don't even know what to say anymore because of the simple fact of you but see. I, but, I, but I get you because it's like it, we're damned either way, and we do right. get some kind of uh, of laws that are on on paper are, are or, or the way they're projected to the masses is that they're supposed to help our people um when really it's actually at a detriment into a benefit of the people in power or the few um especially monetarily and the people that are actually oppressed and that it's affecting every day it actually um makes things worse and on top of it in so many states like almost half of the country or a third of the country at least there are all these anti-trans bills popping up. So either way, like on all fronts, we're getting slammed. And this is something that is affecting all of us um, and all of our kids as well. It's not just something that's affecting, you know, queer people. Right. It inevitably affects all of us. Yeah. We can agree to disagree on that one, but 
because I, I I really honestly and I'm this is it for me is I feel like it diminishes a little bit of 2020 all you heard was black lives matter right 2021 protect black women now it's 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 trans and, and I get it I don't have no issues with it but it's like can we focus on one thing at a time before because that fight got too tough and it was too much pushback. So we're going to have to easier fight. But you have to think about it. Willie Lynch, Conquer and Divide, subjugate people up and have them worried about their own issues and mm-hmm. be right. reactionary because time is moving so fast and accelerated and technology, as soon as an issue pops up, the masses jump on that issue. They don't get to solve it before another issue pops up and then everyone wants to run to that issue. No one's jumping, stopping and finishing one thing at all. It's kind of and like, I think it's that's the bigger, like that's what I'm looking at as the bigger picture. Yeah. You know? No, yeah, I, I do, I do, I do. Um, yeah, Matt. Oh, he sent that a long time ago. I don't know why that just popped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like if we would educate more instead of, because the way that I feel about it, and this is this again, this is just me, this is my opinion, my life perspective does not make it factual. Uh, it's not that I'm uncomfortable and I can only speak for myself. But it's people have to realize or even come to an understanding that I, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. It's so peculiar even to to go down this road because it's such a a, time, a ticking time bomb. Because you know, you when me growing up, you know, it was oh, you don't. Men don't cry, you know what I'm saying? And now it's you see a man cry, they want to call him feminine, they want to call him a girly girl, girly man, whatever. Uh, and I think that's part of the problem is that nobody's just okay with being whatever feelings that they're in, whatever emotions. It's okay to be depressed, it's okay to be down and out. Doesn't mean that you got to go out here and, and drink and drink and drive, go out here and party and told a gun that doesn't make you a man. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a big piece of education and opportunity missing and, and that not everybody has that, that same opportunity to get out of where they came from. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, I think there's a whole mass of people that just don't, that do have opinions. They just don't feel like, <laughs> or don't have the time <laughs> to express them right. in, in any meaningful kind of way. But I think that's the problem because I, to me, I look back over the last three years and it's going on three years. Uh, if people don't know because George Floyd will be almost is in under 60 days. Yeah, um, I can't believe it. Right, I can't either. And just to know that it's going to be three years. And I literally, I look back at this 
and I, I see a lot of contradicting shit yeah. um, because, you know, we, we talk about no justice, no peace. Well, we ain't getting no justice, but all I see is motherfuckers being peaceful. You know, um, I read something that one of our fellow correspondents had post, uh, posted in our chat about Jalen Walker. Right. Um, <coughs> and I'm sorry, Matt jumped in kind Um, <coughs> it got me thinking <coughs> just about like how quickly things have shifted and we're forced to, um, they are trying their damnedest and they're succeeding at the moment of uh, telling us that it's not acceptable to vocalize or be reactionary about our grief or be huh. open about our grief, about the state sanctioned violence against us and our grievances towards it. They don't want us to physically openly express it. We're supposed to continue to go on with life, no matter how many times we are pummeled with uh, uh, lynchings and police atrocities and microaggressions on a daily basis, and our mental health deteriorates because of it on top of all the other things that we deal with in society on a regular basis. We are expected to continue to smile and go through life as if it's okay, if we protest, we are going to be criticized in some way, it doesn't matter if it's from the left or the right. That is what is expected in 2023, as opposed to 2020. I feel like that has become, that is the main difference. Oh yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah, talking about um, the school shooting this morning, I, I heard the same news breaking this morning, waking up on uh, the Fall River experience. And I left a comment in their stream that everyone seemed to agree with because it's true. But I was bullied for most of my life in my childhood as a kid. It was for being short. I was the shortest guy in my class. And for some reason, I got made fun of for it by the guys and the girls. <laughs> so, I mean, I could have easily turned out to be one of those people. But I made better decisions in my life and tried to talk to people and figure out what's wrong and why I feel so alone. I feel like that's what kids these days need to do is reach out. Like seriously, reach out. Cause like there's definitely someone out there willing to listen to your issues so that it saves lives and it doesn't end in a school shooting. Right. You know? Completely agree. Do you wanna um Feel me in on what has um, happened. Um, um, I, see I was muted. <laughs> I really don't even know, to be honest. I've been like disassociating these last couple of days. Just you know, really. talked about school shooting. What happened? Oh, that's what I'm about to play a video right now. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts on what I just said? We first in elementary school, 
Tennessee. Officials in the hospital confirmed three children with you see dead. how, like, the connection for, like, kids and being bullied. The gunman is also dead. We want to go to NBC's Steve Patterson. Steve, what have you gathered so far? Lester, it's a limited amount of information. Obviously, this is a fast-breaking story. It's unfolding as we speak. But the limited information we do have is already heartbreaking. As you say, these three students were shot. They were transferred to a local hospital, a children's hospital in Vanderbilt, nearby where this was. And then those three children were pronounced dead at that hospital. We're also hearing that the shooter, as you mentioned, died during a confrontation with police. The local police described it as being engaged by officers. Now, we don't know if that resulted in an exchange of gunfire, and that's how the shooter was down, or if that gunfire was self-inflicted, but the shooter is reported down. That's the latest. We're learning more about the setting uh, that this took place as well, this Covenant School, a private Christian grade school. Mm, mm, About mm. 200 students, ages preschool to sixth grade, uh, we're hearing that the students were reunited with their parents, the ones that were able to get out after this shooting, their hands up. Obviously, that scene that we've seen so many times in these school shooting settings. Uh, we just don't have any information about how this necessarily unfolded, how it started, how it's progressing, what police are investigating at this time. Besides the like I never hear, I never hear anybody investigating reasonings behind these. Yeah, it'd be kind of I'm peculiar to find out this one because it's it was a woman. Really? Was, yeah, it was a woman, twenty eight year old. That's what I was hearing too. That it was a woman, and like you know, it's crazy because the uh, the norm that you see in America is it's usually men that do these school shootings. So it's crazy. I've never heard of a woman school shooter what yeah like like i said earlier i think bullying has something to do with it i know it hasn't been revealed yet but that's just was my she, thought was she a uh student i don't know it would have been years ago if she was this is a k through six school right yo it could have been it could have been a teacher that she felt like wronged her as a kid crazy to think about like people hold grudges that long right yeah north dakota we got another train around there oh yeah, yeah you did say it was no so what's going on in north dakota um i guess last night well, allegedly last night uh canadian pacific train um a canadian pacific train derailed in rural north dakota sunday sunday night and spilled hazardous materials but local authorities and the railroad said there is no threat to public safety <laughs> there were no injuries no fire associated with the derailment about 60 miles southwest of fargo uh 31 of the 70 cars on the train left the tracks around 11:15, and some of the cars leaked liquid asphalt but there are no waterways near where the derailment happened mm-hmm. how about that uh chemical plastic chemical spill uh on the delaware river in bucks county outside of philly um two-thirds three-fourths of the city uh was under uh no consumption of water they uh, advise you to go to your local market and get bottled water uh, until further notice. 
uh, I checked early this morning and that is that was still the case. Uh, so I, I'm not sure where it's at now. Um, where I live in the area, our water is fine. But anyone that gets their water out of the Delaware River, I'm assuming, um, is told to not use their their water. Um, which, yeah. So I want to know uh, the environmental impacts of this situation uh, because they said that no wildlife has been harmed, but I'm, I'm curious as to how. Right. Yeah, I'd be wondering that too. I, I doubt there's any fish in even. I doubt there's any fish in the Delaware. If there is, it's like very little. Um, but they've got to be affected. Hazmat is on scene of a breaking emergency crews are responding to a report of a runaway train carrying 180 rail cars at 80 miles per hour with no crew on board near Kelso, California. Hazmat teams are in row. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. So what else happened this weekend? What's going on with Trump? Oh, you know what? There was another. There was a mass shooting last night in Milwaukee, too. Oh, God. Yeah, well, that again involved all kids. I'm going to gun violence archive because I do remember seeing that one. There was in Tennessee, so we've been the last three days. Oh, damn. We've had a lot of mass shootings. So when did the weekend really start? What's cause what's the day today? 27th, 26th, 25th, we'll go to the 24th. You had Louisiana Louisiana had two in two days where 13 people were injured, one was shot. Then you had Macomb, Illinois, where 10 was Injured, one killed. Philly, two killed, two injured. New York, four injured. Louisiana, four injured. Little Rock, seven total, two killed, five injured. Minneapolis, six. Milwaukee, five. And then Nashville. So now they're saying seven people killed. Out of Nashville, but that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So we'll say nine. That's three and three. That's three every day since Friday. Yeah, I believe on average now it's two a day. Right. That's insane. Like this year so far already has been the deadliest on record. The last time mm -hmm. I remember, uh, let's call it Amy, Amy Goodman saying that for uh democracy now oh they're saying seven because the suspects did so she, she killed three kids a janitor a teacher an adult and then a suspect so, and then three kids under the age of 11. Mm -hmm. and you said she was 28. yeah i wonder why they don't know more about it already i know they had the idea already See, when they do shit like this, it makes me wonder if they really know it. They're telling us everything. Right. You really 
you think they're telling us everything? No. Huh? Hell no, because why are we just finding out about aliens now? UFOs the whole time. They, oh, that's not real. That's not true. I, I honestly think that's a distraction. Well, it could be whatever it want to be. Yeah. I don't pay no attention to it anyways. I always believed in it, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, can't see it. I don't know. I'm focused on the main goal. I'll speak about other shit, but I'm focused on the main goal. Look, I'll talk about aliens all day. No, I don't, I don't do it all day. That's a waste of time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing. ET with a phone home. ET <laughs> <laughs> e. is in your bachelor back door. Phone home, Phone home, ET e. could be your significant other. You would never know. Just saying. That was the most catchy. Like us. That was the most catchy little Wayne song back when I was a kid. Flown home. <laughs> so what else is cracking? Y'all tell me. I've been out the loop producing. Uh, by the way, y'all, you know we do have merchandise. Oh, on there's the been a bunch of um. For that shit. There's been there's been a bunch of uh protests against trans rights across the country i've been noticing cropping up everywhere right that's one thing that i've noticed other than that nothing else well i mean you brought it up go ahead brother Oh, you know, you're starting to see a whole bunch of uh, religious, some religious groups, some just fringe extremist groups coming up and trying to spread their hatred and um, their messages against the LGBTQ trans community, and it's happening pretty much everywhere now. I've noticed like so many different rallies. There was one in um, New York City that happened, I think, over the last two days that got pretty violent. And it was crazy news to share streamed it. But yeah, just just sad to see happening. You know? I mean, like, I wouldn't want someone to just completely, like, shout out my existence and say hey you don't need to exist that's not cool it's just funny to me that people say stuff like that like it's kind of like a racist white person saying racist stuff to a black person not realizing that they their likelihood of them having a black ancestor um, beyond the racism you know what I'm right yeah. Beyond the race, there's a religious hate that hasn't been unlearned from people. Right. And ignorance. Mm-hmm. Ignorance to crazy. I see, I'm going down to the Minneapolis Convention Center May 6th. Why? Because these motherfuckers, these dirty fucking liars, um, is having a Humphrey Mondale dinner 
two thousand dollars a ticket. That's crazy. Who is Humphrey Mondale? Hubert Humphrey and Walter Mondale. Former politician. They unimportant in my book. And I sure it's two thousand dollars a ticket for what? What's going on? I don't know. Hakeem Jeffries will be in town. Uh that's why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo, Chaz, put on Democracy Now! Inform me on what's going on that way. Because I know there's... What? Democracy Now! Yeah. Go to the YouTube, hit Democracy Now! today, and it'll put you on the clip. Because I know there was something going on with uh, Palestine lately. Yes, I don't keep up with this. There's enough going on in America. Talk about it. My city, my city, my city is like bubbling over with anger right now. This, like, almost like an over, overflowing cup. <laughs> and the importance of indigenous-led conservation in addressing the climate and drought crises. This comes after the U.S. Supreme Court heard oral arguments last Monday on whether to allow the Navajo Nation to pursue a claim that the federal government has a duty to address the Native American tribe's water rights. Here's now the environmental news site Grist reported on last week's Supreme Court hearing where the justices seem narrowly divided, quote, if the Navajo win, they will have a narrow but workable path to secure a significant water settlement on the Colorado River. But if they lose, their litigation over the river will come to an end, forcing them to look elsewhere for a solution to decades of water access problems. For more, we're joined in Fort Defiance, Arizona, by Crystal Tully Cordova, principal hydrologist for the Navajo Nation Department of Water Resources Water Management Branch, covering 27,000 square miles of reservation land that straddles New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah, much of which border the Colorado River. Welcome to Democracy Now! Talk about your experience growing up without running water as part of the Navajo Nation who lives in the Colorado River Basin and the ongoing lack of access to water there now as the West battles a historic drought. Thank you, Amy. The opportunity to be able to be in the position that I am now in is to be able to secure a sustainable water future for Navajo residents within the Navajo Nation. And it's important to consider what the challenges are associated with, you know, the drought that we've been experiencing, the impact on water supply. Within the Navajo Nation, you know, we are securing our water future by 
securing our water rights and water rights, resolving, trying to resolve some of our water rights that we have that are unresolved, while at the same time, we also have projects that we are diversifying our water portfolio with projects like the Navajo Gallup water supply that will bring San Juan River water, a tributary to the Colorado River, to be able to service 43 Navajo communities. Currently, we have the Cutter Lateral, a portion of that big water project that is servicing eight Navajo communities currently. And, you know, the listeners might be curious, why is there a need to secure the water future? Um, as this earlier by the people that were a part of the show, you know, groundwater challenges are definitely impact of our availability to access the water. And so we, in the Navajo Nation, we have water quality challenges such as brackish water. So if people don't know what brackish water is, it's salty water. Um, in addition to that, we have legacy mining issues. And Added on top of all of that are climate change impacts to waters and so shallow aquifers um, that we call alluvial aquifers that are very dependent on precipitation recharge but in a time of prolonged drought definitely have their challenges with water availability. Well, let me ask you, Christopher Cordova, about water rights and if you can talk about what's at stake in the Supreme Court case. So I am hopeful um, for the Supreme Court case at this time. You know, we really don't even understand what the outcome might be. And we won't have an outcome of what that might be until June. Uh, but in the Navajo Nation, what we continue to do is to work on water projects, regional water supply systems that interconnect smaller public water systems to be able to secure our water future. Can you talk about the water infrastructure and particularly the Biden administration and its stance on Navajo land? Yeah, so the there has been funding that has been available under the American Rescue Plan Act, the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. The Navajo Nation of its own funding of ARPA, the American Rescue Plan Act funding that it received, invested $215 million for water and wastewater projects. And then even at a community level, uh, the community representatives had another opportunity to be able to invest in water and wastewater infrastructure projects with the funding that they've received as well. With regards to the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, the Indian Health Service, which also helps um, by connecting homes to the public water system, received $3.5 billion under the, the, what is also known as a bipartisan infrastructure law. And we are hopeful that this funding, you know, that we're water system that provide that plug that allows the opportunity for drinking water. At the same time, it's also important to understand, you know, what the UN had um, in its sustainable water report, sanitation, you know, water in is water out. And it equally important is because both of those uh, contribute to a successful water system. So we're working on both accesses for water, both sanitation and also access to clean water. Crystal Tully Cordova, I want to thank you so much for being with us, Principal Hydrologist for the Navajo Nation Department of Water Resources, Water Management Branch.
So, yeah, she said a whole lot of the same thing, which is they're being proactive as fuck because they have no choice and they basically don't know what the outcome is, right. uh, which to me sounds like they do know what the outcome is, is that they there's no they don't know if the government is going to help them, if anything. And if they do help them, they don't know in what capacity that could be. It could make things worse. So they are doubling down on being as proactive and ensuring their own protection as, as best as possible, as they should. And if you saw that map, the Navajo Nation straddles essentially three states, Utah, Arizona, and New Mexico. And the Colorado River runs right through it. However, they don't get their own access to it like the massive amount of the rest of the West does, which is very backwards. But if anyone understands how this has been playing out, this has been something that was set in the stone back in the 1920s or 40s, uh, something like that. Forget. I'm sorry. But it was long enough ago to where a lot of changes still need to be made. And they've just been going back and forth. So the government is now stepping in which could make it either very much worse or a little bit better for the Navajo Nation. That's what I took away from that. No, I didn't I didn't know. I don't know much about like I didn't really know much about Standing Rock until two years ago. So um but just to see that that's why I don't understand why we trust the government because for the simple fact of what they've done to them. Like, why would we, they never agree? Like, they agree on treaties, but then read it. They, like, disregard the treaties, don't even, like, abide by it. And then we're supposed to believe that they're going to come in and do the right thing. That's what I, I, I never, like, understood of. Like, the whole, the whole point of this should be like abolish, like getting rid of police. We shouldn't have to need police. You know what I'm saying? It should be getting rid of a system that is basically designed to keep the poor poor and the rich richer. But yet we keep on riding behind nonprofits or black community leaders that sell us out for, for money because they they move on up to the east side like George and Wheezy and forget about the so-called peasants. And that's why I say if people don't understand uh, the Willie Lynch syndrome or if you don't even believe in it, if you don't understand it, then I, that's why you're blind. And that's why you're not realizing what's going on. Even if you don't believe in it, you would at least understand what's going on out here and to see the different isms that are being played no lies detected there because i don't see any other way to take it you know what i mean i mean like they literally put it out there to us to see it and this is how i've always felt i don't know if this is the same way for you john tell um but like when i started speaking out of like and not so much against this like the system but the people that were i felt like were protecting the system i would call them out and once you start doing that you get blowback you know they try to silence you oh, yeah um so that's what 
that I feel like is the biggest determinant to the movement. Uh, it's why I made that song, The Wind Before the Fall, because it's like, why save people that you know are going to try and attack you? Right. Save and uh, I can't remember. I got to find that YouTube video that brings up the Matrix and talk and compares it because it's a great analogy. And the way he puts it is beautifully done. And I don't want to hack it up. However, there's so many people um, on a re regular basis that you, their mind, trying to wrap their mind around it, makes their mind crack into tiny different pieces. And then they have too many questions and they can't answer those questions right away. They right. don't have the capacity to go looking it up. And it's it just, it's a spiral. So they go back to what is safe even though they know that there's something deeper, they don't want to deal with that. I think that is the mass amount of society. They know that there's this underlying feeling, but a lot comes with making the, the choice to understand that. You know, I got this book in the mail today and it is manifest and projection. So that's what you're expressing and sorry, but that's what you're, that's what you get. That pushback is the projection. Right. Oh no, I I know that. You know what I'm saying? I just it well, I got this book today in the mail. Um it's called Black Victim, the Black Victor. And it's about black Americans are constantly lied to about the source of their community's issues in an effort to profit off their pain mm -hmm. and to make sure that they never leave the mindset of the victim. In yeah. order to move forward in American society. Black people must be critical of all sectors of black culture and the people that profit off the mainstream black victim messaging. Mm -hmm. I believe with honesty, love, ownership, and responsibility, black Americans can leave behind the victim mentality for the truly empowering victor mindset. Once victorhood is embraced, we can achieve a more peaceful union with the rest of American society and stop accepting conflict within the black community as normal. I'm really excited to read this. And this is I think, I think that's what Coleman. I think people misconstrue when there's a difference between degradation within and constructive criticism for progression. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So what I what I witnessed with you calling out certain people, right? Right. Um, People came and be like, you know, why are you, you know, defending him, but you come at me for starting this shit? And I'm like, because you're starting shit. He's addressing the elephant in the room because it was brought to the attention. He didn't go seeking any battles. He didn't go starting any shit. The shit was already there. He's addressing it for a matter of progression and also, more importantly, out of love. Because at the end of the day, and you've said it on many occasions, we can have our ones and twos and throw bows and then we can get back to getting to work. And that is what's most important. I am my brother's keeper. We're, I am you, you are me. We're going to have disputes. But at the end of the day, we are both two brothers still trying to do something. And that is what is more important than somebody's personality and how problematic they can actually be. Because at the end of the day, that is just one person. But when you are a part of a chorus, that one person can be overshadowed and also taught to be of harmony. You get what I'm saying? 
Oh no, I do. There's a there's a, a whole point as to why I bat you and still stand by you on that situation and other situations like it because I face my own situations. It, you have to be mindful of what kind of within our community and especially as black men, like what um, battles we we embark on when it comes to talking to other black men and how we criticize ourselves because people are so quick to be like, oh, black on black and. You know, it's always the two females talking shit on each other. Why can't two human beings be critical of one another out of love and respect and then go back to loving one another? Right. And that's how it was when we were, you know, I'll take it off of like, you know, if people don't remember, there's that the movie Friday and he's speaking to his son and he's like, you know, you pick up that gun. Right. You die by that gun. But you pick up these fists and you wake up and you live to see them all. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't, that's the one thing that I never understood. That, movie, all, that scene always stuck out to me too. It, it did because that made a lot of sense to me because you pick up that gun there, there's, there's no, this is what I tell people so all the time. And everybody's life has changed forever. Right. And it, not even so much of that, but if you pull that gun, and you don't pull that trigger, what was the point of you pulling it for? That's what I think a lot of people have misinterpreted. A lot of the words that we grew up with, the no stitches get stitches. What stays in the home, what happens in the home stays in the home. Nigga, it ain't Vegas. You know what I mean? And I think that's where we took it because now everybody looks as like why do we have a whistleblower law like that's a bad thing uh, i thought whistleblowers them. was a good thing if they're doing it for the right reasons yeah we need them and as far as i'm concerned every whistleblower in our modern history um has been of utmost importance and deserves our backing solidarity and respect oh definitely let's talk about uh uh julian Assange for one you know what i mean like journalism Freedom of Speech. Right. Uh, what's the other one? Um, Snowden. Snowden. Eric Snowden, right. yeah, um, is another right. one that is very important to our liberties, all of our liberties. And it's, it's, it's crucial to analyze and take a look at how they have not buckled really under pressure. Um, they've been vulnerable outwardly because they know that they have no choice but to double down on what they stand on and you my brother can speak to that yourself um when 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 people think that they have the 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 worst thing to say you're like really that's all you got well i mean here you go this is my whole life story you know you can uh dissect it however you want but that's the truth you can't you can only do but so much with that and with with Eric, um, but with Julian, especially too lately, like their 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 mental health um, has deteriorated, and that's expected considering the circumstances of what governments have been doing to them. So no one's hiding anything. If anything, they want and have always wanted the masses to see how this was going to playing out, sacrificing themselves and their lives and their families, security and lives for the greater good because they know 
what is at stake if they don't and they are only one person right you know what i'm saying it's 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 crucial to understand how important that is for all of us and the sacrifices that they're making for all of us um you know you can do these kinds of things it doesn't mean that you're the 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 most uh physically strong person um you're the most you're definitely mentally strong and bold you know um yeah i don't know i just know that like anything in my life that i've never been the type to sit here and um I don't know what the hell that is. Um, to sit here and hold my tongue, man. Like I, I always went into this. Not at first. It was you know I wanted justice for George, and then you know Dante happened. But there was other lives that were stolen and taken along the way, and it made me realize of like they say this fight is wrong, right versus wrong. But that's not what you see out here, because wrong is wrong no matter who does it so i have something so to talk about if you're gonna sit here and cover for and lie um for another person so that to protect them because that's what it is you're enabling over the you're last enabling that behavior right over the last two days the leon block uploaded a video about anthony harden and eric mack telling his brother's story very very bombshell video like eric goes beyond like his story and all of this he actually tells a little bit of background with how much tr faith and trust he puts in police officers and it really goes into in depth i don't know if you want to roll that but it's very informative <laughs> like i couldn't believe that shot and killed in his bedroom no body cameras no proof of claims of stab wounds sustained to officers and yet they're found justified like how does that make any sense they can't prove any of their claims from footage to injuries that's the problem they don't need to that's the whole problem they don't need to because they have prosecutors, medical examiners, lab technicians that do all the dirty work for them, politicians. They just do it, but they get protected by them. For real. That's what people don't realize either. The same people that were Keith Ellison's, the Joe Biden's, like everybody wants to talk about giving these motherfuckers a pat on the back for what? Why we keep on going to vote for them? What have they done? Right. What have they done? You know, I, I, it's it's this year is our city council, um, and everybody's up for election, all thirteen wards, and I, I literally look at like, especially over North Minneapolis, both council members should be very worried because you sat there and you lost to Aldi's, you lost to Walgreens you're losing all these small businesses and the only thing that you're replacing it with is so so-called affordable housing and a light rail 
that's going to bring more population through, which we're already seeing with on light rails, on with drugs, overdoses. So I don't see how getting rid of our food deserts is is helping us. Getting rid of where we go get our prescriptions, closing them down and moving, and how is that helping our community when we gotta go further? That's what I want people to realize when you sit there and you, I know it's a long way away to November, but there's a lot that can happen between then too, because it's this everywhere in America is just starting to warm up. Spring was just last week, first day of spring. And all of a sudden, what do you see all of a sudden now? Violence is all up, up tick high. We had what, eight, nine mass shootings in three days? You know, when the 80 victims. You know when the weather gets nicer, people are riding dirt bikes and ATVs to the streets even more. They was doing that in Philly over the weekend. I seen video from out there. My city. Oh, it, nice. it gets nice in Philly. That's an everyday thing. Right. They were just they were just doing it in Fall River the other day. There was a kid who like literally drove through the entire city on his on his uh, moped and like had the police chasing the whole throughout the whole city. I know we need to bring Walt on here to talk about Rasheem, though. We need to get back into talking about Rasheem Carter, talking about Jay McMillan. Um, You know, getting back to awareness and and especially justice. And it's I, for me, it, it is about justice, but it's also about awareness and education, so that we we don't repeat history. Because I think we need to start changing history and stop repeating history is the big thing for me. Because that's all I hear is we're repeating history. Well, let's start let's start changing. Everybody talking about they want to be that change. Well, let's be that change. But you gotta look in that mirror first. Talk about it. Oh. And I'm gonna leave it at that. It's my mic drop today. Look in the mirror. And, uh, bro. Yes. What's that saying that you always say? Win or fail, freedom or jail, heaven or hell, wish me well. Every day, fighting for my life. Every day, fighting for my life. Fighting for my life. Ashes to face the trial, trial or triumph. 